You've taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin, Andy, and Wyatt. Hello there. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a chronological journey from the Phantom Menace to the Rise of Skywalker, one arc at a time. I'm Calvin, and yes, I have seen a lot of Star Wars, but I'm trying to think of a different way to say that. I'm Wyatt, and I think of a new way to say that I'm every Andy, week. And I've seen a little bit of Star Wars. We've been over this. You can, you can go to no. I seen need more to be need at bit. least pass. It's embarrassing to be like I've seen a moderate amount of of Star Wars when I haven't... Did I say Clone Wars? No. I think I said Star Wars. When I haven't even seen... I haven't seen the Same thing. original films. That's like my biggest flex. My weirdest flex think- is telling people like, I've seen <laughs> many hours of Star Wars. Not the movies though. Not the original movies though. Yeah. Uh... It's going to be, I think the next huge milestone f- is going to be when we hit Revenge of the yeah. Sith, because yeah. we'll be at, we'll be done with the prequel era. And that's where I feel like you can yeah, upgrade your, yeah. uh, your Star Wars consumption. Okay. Get Although the next we're getting, level. we're getting way into the, uh, the season four, oh my God. Like the, the, the meaty the, bit the of season four. Bit. Yeah. The juicy bit, if you will. This week for First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, we watched Shadow Warrior, Nomad Droid, Mercy Mission, Nomad Droids, and the Umbara arc. Oh, These were weird a, a weird group. collection of episodes and then a good collection of episodes. So we started with Shadow Warrior. When a Separatist Gungan manipulates the Gungan army to attack Naboo by mind-controlling and later poisoning the general, Jar Jar must step in to be the out-of-commission leader because, miraculously, they look the same. Yeah. All Gungans look the same because was it wasn't say, a racist whoa. trope already. <laughs> the Gungans, I mean, the, the bad Gungan has the nose thing. Like, it's they're still riffing on Central African culture. Love that for sorry. Star Wars. I'm 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 yeah. ruining the sorry, summaries sorry, with yeah, race analysis. So the Gungans kidnap Grievous while Dooku kidnaps Anakin and there is an exchange because they trade each other back. And, you know, Anakin's unconscious for this. So Anakin just still doesn't meet Grievous. Uh, and the Gungans wind up being peaceful and not attacking the Naboo. So in Mercy Mission and Nomad Droids, this was another weird collection of episodes. C-3PO and R2-D2 accompany the wolf pack to a planet where there is a dispute between two native tribes. C-3PO and R2 help them maintain the peace. And then on their way back to Coruscant, they're separated from the clones when Grievous attacks the ship. They hop from planet to planet, helping the citizens of each. They are picked up by pirates, attacked by Grievous again, and eventually reunite with their clones. And then we get to Umbara. So the army of the Republic is attacking the world of Umbara, a dark planet with tough natives. Anakin is called back to Coruscant by the Chancellor, and he leaves his troops with Jedi Master Pong Krell, who treats his clones as if they are programmed to do things, simply to, as one would say, follow orders. He and Rex do not get along, even though Krell's plans end up in the deaths of many clones. Fives, Hardcase, and Jesse go on a daring mission against Krell's orders, and when the clones refuse to execute them, because the mission was a success. Krell retaliates by sending the clone troops to attack each other. But Krell reveals himself to be a fallen Jedi who wants to train under Dooku and tries to escape, but Rex and the other clones manage to apprehend him. And the clone Dogma ends up executing him, and the clones agree to never speak of it again. So it's literally like the weirdest fluff episodes, and then they were like, and also the clones had to kill each other. (laughs) Also, that one. It's it's definitely 
I honestly, I, I don't mind the droids episodes that much. I, I think they're fun, yeah. weird Star Wars. I do not like Shadow it Warrior. It was so unnecessary. It's just... It's I it's it's a lot of stuff I don't like about this like sort of I it's too much Naboo although Naboo's great but they keep they're redoing the invasion storyline essentially it was a it wasn't a great jar it wasn't that funny of a Jar Jar episode I don't like the the sort of it was just what there were so many like key players there for no reason and the prisoner exchange was interesting. It kind of fun. I don't know. I'm there, not a it fan. was definitely a little racist, right? Or well, maybe yeah. sort of I mean, a little sort alien of... racist, at least. But maybe problematic is the way to yeah, put it. <laughs> certainly not a compelling no. episode villain. Um, no. I thought your hand was your cat for a second, Calvin, because it came into the screen. Oh, there there no, was one that. line. This is like the literal only note I have for this episode, and it's the line when. The guy is dying, whose name I can't remember, but he goes, someone's like, the. I think Grievous, Grievous is like, how does it feel to die? And he goes, not die, sacrifice. And it was literally like the most randomly oh, yeah. badass line that they gave to this like Gungan dude. Yeah. I will say, yeah, mustached Captain Tarple's fight is the only good yeah. part of the episode. I remembered, I, I remembered him in what Phantom Menace. He's so, awesome. My sort of one note from this episode is that I think Padme's Anakin was showing a little bit. You absolutely keep General Grievous. You do not do that prisoner yep. exchange. Yep, Rooney. Yeah, no. Because Anakin, even though we've talked about Anakin as this sort of legendary hero of the Republic, he's one Jedi, albeit maybe one of the most powerful. But like in terms of his rank, he doesn't like he's not that important in the army. They've captured the general yep. of the whole droid army. And she's like, but my hubby. Um, I love that expression her Anakin yep. was showing. That was good. I'm a big fan of that. Well, because like, I mean, normally we've got everyone yeah, who absolutely. is around Anakin. Yeah. Normally, Padme holds the brain cells in the relationship. And in fairness, I think Anakin was unconscious. So it's not like he could have said, Padme, don't trade me for General Grievous. It was just, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. especially in comparison to the the next episodes which i think have some redeeming qualities and some inventive things going on yeah this just felt like a weak effort from the writing yeah, team i would agree it feels like they just it, it feels like shadow warrior was there to kind of round out the gungans from the water war arc from the mon calamari arc and like make that a f- yeah four part ish not- episode to keep it at an even number of episodes yeah. I would not be surprised if they were an episode down in their like uh, count and pitch that right after. Yeah. I like what well, I like you're saying, but literally in the pitch room, like, hey, let's stick with the Gungans. Yeah. What can we do, do with them? You do see the general. What's his face? He's, he does. He is the one who agrees to send the Gungan army to help. Yeah. Mon Calamari. But it isn't like but it isn't a four parter because no. the Mon Calamari arc wraps itself up super neatly. So, but it's like, it's, it is just a, it's, it's a weird one. It's a weird singular episode in a like bit of the period of Clone Wars where they essentially stop doing them. Yeah. Yeah. That was a weird, like, it felt like a season one episode. Honestly, it's funny. Both all the three non-Umbara episodes this week all felt like early season Clone Wars. The animation just looked great. (laughs) That's really the difference. Oh yeah. No, I mean that whole, that, that sequence in Mercy Mission when R2 is, you know, actually solving the puzzle is really yeah. good What's, what i remember i remember sticking with me before i rewatched them was the landing sequence when they're like coming down 
it's I, I think it's I remember it was one of the things I uh, Calvin the la one of the last shots in Rise of Skywalker like f- skyline wise reminded me of it. Hmm. Um, yeah, the these droid episodes were, uh, were they were OK. They were good. Like, I enjoyed them. I know that I haven't been like the biggest fan of droids. I like 3PO a lot, though. And I like that uh, these episodes because he's, he's the one human yeah, but droid, he's also though. like humanoid droid. I mean, I don't know. I like his his sort of like awkwardness. I don't know his, his sort of awkwardness, yeah. but also like because he, he is awkward, but his whole point is to connect with people. And that is something that I just like. Mm, it's so good. You know, R2's whole thing is like ships and information and war things. And 3PO isn't really droid intended for war. And that's I don't know. I enjoy that about him. And I think that was really, really well done displayed in these episodes i loved getting to see him talking to people and helping them and connecting with people and it and it really does show how human the droids can be how how truly how they can connect with others and i thought that was really beautiful yeah i, uh, I they, love that he drives the oh, clones yeah. nuts oh my gosh i love the wolf pack they were so they're so sexy also but like mm, big fan uh, Commander Wolf, when Commander Wolf saw the the droids at the end of the second episode, he was like, you've got to be shitting me. Yep. I thought we got rid of them. And it, it, it's honestly a pretty it's a it's a it's a great clone moment because we're going to have some very sad yeah. clone moments. <laughs> but staying with the clones, I really like that we in Mercy Mission, which is my favorite of the two. Uh, it's not a war mission. I love that. It's not like it's a essentially yes. the Red Cross. Mm-hmm. helping after the earthquake in Haiti. I would not be surprised if that was at least the sort of, I know that the actual Red Cross after the earthquake in Haiti has been heavily criticized, but I wouldn't be surprised if that concept of like sending send aid, the, if the yeah. Republic is the U if the Republic is the U S mm-hmm. sending aid to places that are not necessarily part of the Republic, but like it's good PR. They are, they are nice. I, I don't know. I like seeing the clones as heroes in yeah. a context outside I, I of winning battles. I tend to think battles. of the Republic as like the UN more than like a country in itself. Like a, it's cause it's a, it's sort of a, it's the Republic of a bunch of. That is yeah, a cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's so, a so that's sort of yeah. what I think of is like when the UN is sending aid to, even if it's like a country, I think every country is, I don't know. Is every country part of the UN? I feel like the answer is yes, but I'm not sure. There's a few, I think, that are not, but they're the, the yeah, North Koreas so of sort the of world, like, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of deal, but on a larger scale where, you know, if there were a bunch of countries that weren't a part of the UN, the UN should still help out, even if. But anyway, yeah, I really I really love that. I yeah. get so the, the war stuff gets really tiring. And I really I understand that the whole point of Star Wars is the war part. It's not Star called Peace, Star Peace. Star, hanging out with your friends. No. So I just really <laughs> I like the war stuff, but I dislike war as a concept. I just dislike war in general. So having a little breather from that that wasn't completely asinine like the, like mm-hmm. the Jar Jar episode was good. <laughs> well the Jar Jar episode yes, was still yeah. part of the war. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I get what you mean and I think Clone Wars itself recognizes this because they don't I I, I feel like after as we go further into season four and five, which are the last seasons of the original show's run, there's not as many sort of straight up clones versus droids battles as there used to be. Mm-hmm. 
although there's still action and warfare and stuff that there's there's usually they're, they're starting to introduce interesting things going on with it there are no battle droids in the Ambara arc yeah. which I thought was really yeah. there's no battles there's no uh, battle droids well, there are a few but yeah the, the only battle so droids in the um, yeah. that like center that they blow up beginning they're in there. Oh, yes. yes. The fleet yeah. in space has but battle droids. You're correct. Umbara. But all yeah. of the ground stuff is. Is the Umbara is, natives. Yeah. So there's so much on screen murder. Uh, <laughs> something that, that I thought was really cool about these episodes with the droids that kind of ties in with the Umbara arc is how, again, showing us in like two very different ways how people are affected by the war, even when they aren't directly meant to like be a part of it. Does that make sense? Like how the war affects mm-hmm. yep. individuals. It's, uh, back yes, to the literally lemur episodes. back to the lemur episodes. I mean, there's there's a few episodes in Clone Wars that everything can sort of be tied back to early, early on when they're sort of doing the mission statement of the show. And the lemur episodes are one of them where like it's basically showing that. And I like that. What Ampara is doing is it's starting to show the war's effect on yeah. one of our main characters yes. in Rex. Yeah. Who is a character who was created for the animated show. Yeah. So and has been, I think, more more than I remember as a kid, I think the show has underserved him so far. Like he he just hasn't gotten that many episodes. I forgot how mm-hmm. many Ahsoka episodes there were versus Rex episodes, because by the time you end up with the show being over, over at the end of season five. They're both like have had their character development. And I I forgot that we like post the deserter, like the deserter gets Rex to a certain point, but then we're sort of waiting for that Rex to get to Umbara. I mean, Calvin and I have been making faces at each other the whole time waiting for these episodes, as you say, increasingly funny clone shit. Yeah. And like (laughs) once every couple of episodes or like once or twice an episode, I'll just get a text from Wyatt and be like, they'll really like Umbara. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's be done with the droid shit. I want to talk about Umbara. I'm over the other episodes. They were fun. Watch them if you're I do interested. think they're they I think have the potential to end up in a skip pile. But honestly, I think they are worth uh, watching. Yes, I would agree. Like the painted lady in Avatar. Yes, skip, skip Shadow, Shadow Warrior. Warrior for sure. Skip, <laughs> skip, the fuck skip out that of Shadow one. Warrior. Um, man, you skip painted lady. That is that is upsetting. <laughs> occasionally what? i do yeah yeah but i don't do uh, I, I don't do it anymore the only episodes of avatar that i actually end up skipping oh, are great divide and the fortune divide teller for life this is so i love when yeah. we talk about avatar <laughs> i remember you tried to me you tried to get me to take skip great divide when i watched it freshman year but i was like no i've heard i know this is the bad one i have to watch yeah. every episode yeah no i yeah i i i definitely do agree with that mindset now that i am or mature. <laughs> um, well, and I'm certainly not fucking yeah. watching it again. Once is enough. No. <laughs> okay, okay, Umbara. Umbara for real now. Ready? Go. Fuck Pong Krell. I have been waiting to say that in this fucking show. I had a tally for every time I either said or thought fuck Pong Krell in this episode, and I got up to 26. Oh my God. So, no, it was was out loud because I just kind of randomly think it every time I see him. But, like, I definitely, like, commented fuck Pong Krell out loud to myself every time. This guy's an asshole. Hey, he is an asshole. Whoa, whoa, this guy. I like that also the clones are keeping notes on this. They're like, man, this yeah. guy sucks. We we want our last guy. Yep, yep, yep. yep. It's just- so I do, before we get to sort of the whole Krell is bad stuff, which is an intro, which you have to talk about with his yeah. character. I do want to like think it's interesting. I wonder what the 501st's reaction to serving with a normal Jedi would have been. Like if, if Luminara had taken the role instead, who is yeah. also kind of an ass. 
but wasn't actively trying to get them killed. I just think it's an interesting thing. Everyone, the 501sts Anakin is showing this whole time. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, they were taking his strategy from when he was 10. They were so... They nicked his... They nicked his... Because you know Anakin never shut up about that. I love him so much. I I love this group. I love these people. I literally... I love fives. I love fives so much. You guys don't even understand. I don't don't like whatever is happening right now. No, I'm just... I'm honestly (laughs) thinking about how my favorite was Echo and he got killed. And uh, then fives got all this sweet, sweet character development. Yeah. Um, I just thought Echo's armor, I love the handprint, but yeah, Fives, this is, this is just a shining arc for Rex yeah. and for Fives. I like the other like ones they, though too. Jesse was cool. Um, Hard Case was fun. Dogma was such an interesting clone in this. I really. Yeah. Dogma's, Dogma is slick done right. I think slick from, from hidden enemy. No, uh, well, I, they are opposite viewpoints, but sure. Yes. Uh, but like I, I yeah, you're right. Slick's whole um, thing is yeah. Sorry, continue. I think I just I connect them because they're clearly taking Dogma to jail at the end in the same way that they are Slick, which is why I think. But like, but a but an interesting uh, a clone who is very extreme yes. in his beliefs and then does something to sort of act on it. I I I Dogma's. Dogma is also uh, a fun character in this. Oh, I, I like Tup, Tup too, the yeah. rookie with the uh, with the the man. The bun. man one is so yeah. hot, yeah. you guys. Uh, this, I was so like into that. I was like, damn, damn. It's funny. Well, they've sort of they've cooled off on the clones having incredibly whack haircuts, and now they've mostly got normal stuff, sort of fades. Yeah, I, I think is it Hardcase who's got the crazy designs in his hair? Yeah, yeah. But also I that's like Hardcase. That. Um. I said hard case, right? I have yeah. so many like. No, I did. Yes, I was, like, I was saying yeah. that's hard case. Is like, yeah, that's how he is. It is. Uh, yeah, he's he's wacko. I love Jesse's Republic yes. tattoo. Oh as my well. god. Um. Anyway, obsessed with the clones for life. I want to marry a clone. Actually. Um. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> you know those people who definitely exist. Yeah, you really gotta you gotta you gotta grab Tamara Morrison. <laughs> yeah. So they just. I was so proud of them in these episodes. I want to go. I want to talk about Dogma for a second because what you just said. The thing about Dogma, though, as opposed to Slick, because Slick's whole thing was that he was doing what he thought was right by his brothers, like going against the Republic. Where because Slick was going against the Republic, whereas Dogma. Yeah, I no, sort I of spoke wrong. Uh, Cut Laquane yeah, is slick done right. Yeah, because Dogma was um, was going to was like blindly believing in the Republic, and that's why him killing Krell was so badass. That's why it was so fun. Um, I but I it's I love that it, yeah. it breaks him. Like I'm not I'm not I don't love that for him. Yeah. But like he loses it, shoots Krell, completes his character arc, and possibly yeah. gets executed for it. Like we don't know what happens to I him know, at the, the end thing. of these episodes. He shares that nod with Rex, where I think it's like sort of the mutual respect of like, okay, you have you we have to you're, you have to be in trouble. But also shout, shout out, out for, for killing, killing that, that guy. Oh, my God. I literally have a note in here where I'm like, I got to watch the deserter after this. <laughs> I need something happy. Huh. Yeah. So this whole thing was just very, like, obviously upsetting. It was really this was definitely this definitely had really like difficult clone deaths i think they definitely went out of their way to show some more gruesome clone deaths to show them yeah yeah poor waxer. oh my god poor waxer oh god it that gets me every so bad. single we were like, time hey, we're gonna actually bring back this dope ass character so you can watch him you die. can he's painted numa yeah. onto his helmet 
Like he's painted the little girl onto his helmet. It get I'm like oh. so bad because <laughs> Ryloth is just is such yeah. a like childhood favorite for me that like when we get here in the rewatch and and they kill Waxer again, it it's, really oh, it's, it's brutal. hard. Yeah. Like these episodes are are very like genuinely emotionally taxing. They're intense too. Like the the second one, the general with all the the where they keep upping the crazy with the and the types of like tanks they have to face. I'm I'm always impressed watching that episode that you're able to follow it. And it's like uh, the action is is there's a complaint with a lot of action movies nowadays that like the CGI final battle is always incomprehensible. I don't mm-hmm. find that with these episodes, even yeah. as dark as it is. It's still it's clearly shot. Honestly, these are this is yes. a Clone Wars masterclass. It's a masterclass from the animation team. It's a masterclass from D. D. Bradley Baker voicing yeah. essentially everyone. Uh, it's it's also a great job by uh, Krell's voice actor, who I I don't know and I think is only on the series once. He's fantastic, especially before he goes evil. I think I love his like he's just such a dick. So I'm gonna Kevin Kiner on the music, yeah. bringing yeah. the clone theme every every time um, it's necessary. I talk about Krell for a second. So the thing about Krell is that he in a lot of ways, represents the Republic as a whole. The Republic rules the clones. The clones cannot defy the Republic. The Republic decides what they do, and they can't say no. And it's not, but it's not only that. It's not only, like, in a duty way. It's also in a physical strength way. I mean, how many clones did we watch Krell take out? The only way they were able to get him was because of that plant monster and I thought that that was just so like disturbing to watch because it really is a reflection of where the clones stand in the hierarchy of the Republic. They are at the very bottom. They are they even, despite like what how good of soldiers they are or how smart they are, or how hard they work. They are at the bottom. The Jedi rule them. All of the Republic leaders rule them. And like I said, it's not just in a we give you orders and you do them way, but it's also in a. You can't even fight us because we will destroy you. You have literally no power. And that is really disturbing. <laughs> there's a there's, um, wait, there, there's a fascinating version. Sorry, um, go, Andy. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'll you, you go. You go. You go. There's a fascinating version of Krell, I think that and I don't even know if I don't know if it would be better. But like the for the first couple episodes, you don't know whether he's mm-hmm. evil or not or whether he's just so because yeah. I can see a Jedi who is so like removed from everything with, with what they're thinking that they're not they're They're so thinking of the greater good that they are getting huge casualty numbers among the clones who they they could very easily see as less than sort of less than people. And like it, it could have just been that they win the battle normally and has sort of have to process a Jedi who who doesn't care about them. And I remember as a kid sort of not knowing until the title of the, the last episode was announced, which is my least favorite thing about this arc because it spoils yeah. the thing. Although it's fairly obvious at that point that something's going to give, but like, I will, I, I have more thoughts when we talk about like the la- the scene when the execution scene, uh, the second one with Krell, when we talk about that, well, I have some more thoughts. I, I think Krell is interesting to watch, especially for you, not really knowing whether he was going to be evil the whole time. And it's something I still appreciate even knowing it. But that was it. the awesome thing, right? Is that Krell kept being like, hey, Obi-Wan's clones are waiting for you. 
they are fighting. They are putting their lives on the line. They're doing what they can. Mm-hmm. And you, so, so we have to be there God, for them. What a dickhead. That was like the, <laughs> the coolest fucking thing they could have done. Not in like a cool, like good, but like cool, like good plot wise, I guess. He's essentially but gaslighting it, them. I wish. I literally put in my notes, gaslight gate, he's not girl boss. I guess my thing is that like in the end, he reveals that he is he wants to be a part of the Sith, that he no longer aligns with the Jedi. He no longer aligns with the Republic and that he wants to not even necessarily like be separatist, but that he wants to be. Yeah. Do his apprentice. Yeah. And that is the most upsetting thing to me. Not because not because like, ooh, Sith bad, but because I don't understand why we couldn't just have a bad Jedi. I don't understand. I really I really think the story would have benefited this yeah. is my, I agree with you. This is if what I was going to say. That, hey, actually, the Jedi can just suck sometimes. Like, sometimes the Jedi are just bad people. And maybe that's not right. And maybe Yoda needs to do something about that. But at at this moment, like, at this moment, <laughs> like, there's just a Jedi who kills clones for fun. And that, I feel like the writers were like, ooh. And then they were like, that reality is too harsh. So at the very fucking end, at the very end, right before this dude dies, we're going to be like, actually... He's a bad dude. He's Sith. I I would not genuinely not be surprised yeah. if that was the actual thought process was like it was originally pitched as that. And they were like, whoa, we're putting this show on Cartoon Network. We got to mm-hmm. chill the hell out with this and kept most of it because, I mean, it's functionally doesn't it doesn't change a whole lot about it because I, I you texted us about it last night and I was thinking about it in advance of the podcast uh, because I'm a good co-host. Um <laughs> Uh, is that like, even though he says he wants to join Dooku and I believe he thinks Dooku is the Sith master and can like, is the, is the epitome of the dark that he's fallen to. It doesn't like he, he never joins the separatists. He like, he, he doesn't get there. He, he is essentially only a bad Jedi. And he, I think I can't even tell if at the end he believes he's going to, he's, he's sort of finished his mission. Like he, I'm, I'm very curious what would have happened if he lived and that whether like, I think the separatists just kill him <laughs> if they do retake yeah. the base. Like, I think, I think he had such an inflated sense of ego that like he, it, it, the Dooku thing, like, even though it's, I agree, it, it softens a lot of the, like the previous episode where he made them shoot each other and then killed them with his lightsabers. It's still, it, it doesn't bug me as much as it used to. I was with you as, even as a kid, I, it well, I just me. feel like e- even if it, but even it just being a thought, like it just being like he is no longer a Jedi at heart makes it so that the Jedi can still be the good guys. It makes it so that the Republic can still be the good guys instead mm-hmm. of so, this is an action that the Jedi let happen. This is an action. This is a person that the Republic let get away with it. And they still are, right? Because he definitely has been killing other clones. Like this isn't the first time he's done some crazy shit. Yeah. They make a point that is the clones are like, fucking hell, have you seen his casualty numbers? So I took a big gulp of water. Which clone should get which clone? If 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 you only get one F-bomb in this episode, Obviously, which clone gets it? Wait, hold on. Actually, I need to think about it. Because <laughs> I was going to be like, certainly it's going to be hard case. Actually, I'm kind of like, I, I think was going to say, I think I it's Rex. Rex yeah. I think Rex <laughs> gets it. I, yeah. Well, so one of my favorite, I think... Uh, up there on my in my favorite Rex moments is when he stands up to oh, him and says, it's, it's Captain, him, yeah. sir. Yep. It's yeah. so yep, yep, yep. good. Such. And also uh, an animation note. We debut the new clone mm-hmm. trooper face model in these episodes. And it's key. Like uh, these episodes, I don't think work without the 
upgrade in animation, yeah. allowing it, allowing greater variation. Like fives and recs look completely different in a way they didn't used to, which I notice every time, especially with fives. Um, and just it in an arc that is carried by such distinct clones that, I mean, we can name them and, and our listeners who've watched these episodes will know who's who. Mm -hmm. And like, not even if they remember their unique armor designs or what gun they carry, but like by their personalities. Yeah. I love them. I love them so much. I, I, I was very episodes like this make me think about the logistics of our world of, of the star Wars universe. And I just was like, damn, what happens to the bodies? Nothing, right? Like they just leave them. They're clones. Who cares? And I was like, that sucks. Yeah. That I, sucks I would guess, I would guess if they lose, they leave them. If they win, they probably dump yeah, them in space. Yeah, cool. If I was guessing. But like, because, because most of the time the clones are fighting on worlds that have inhabitants, like, Either that or I guess the native inhabitants of the world are left to clean up the battle. It depends on how bad you want to think the Republic is. <laughs> yeah. I also like that. Uh, I just I just keep thinking of things I really enjoy. The square oh, holograms are they great. They look so cool. They I, I, I kind of dislike their squelching noise, but like they're that's so cool. I, Clone Wars is just throwing away, just introducing and throwing away all these fantastic concepts in just random. I mean, this is well, like a but prestige. Of course it'd be pixelated, yeah. though, you know, it's such a good it's such a subtle way to convey pixelated in a way that they don't usually do. They just generally do the and have the hologram flicker. Yeah. But like when Obi-Wan gets cut off and then it sort of like it literally the pixels yeah. fall down i don't know it's it's it was it's, cool it's clever it's it's very clever and then this is i think the first time really we've seen everybody the the clones are not fighting droids they're fighting indigenous yeah like the, the native species of the planet who are freaky <laughs> and and very i don't know the ambaran tech it's is awesome insane. yeah um i those the wavy I designs the, the, like yeah. the tanks the the like six legged tanks always throws me off how like off balance they are by their own firepower. It's so uh, it's just it's all unsettling and I like it. <laughs> uh, why do we think I always like to speculate why we think Palpatine uh, pulled Anakin away? Yes, I was thinking about that when you did your like, summary. Yeah, was it? Well, I mean, yeah, was it like to pull him away from Rex or from Obi-Wan or to because he knew about Krell or like what? I don't I want to see what Andy says, because I'm going to take a hard stand in my opinion. I don't know. I definitely think that sending Krell was not like an accident, you know, I think he probably I don't know, maybe he saw the casualty numbers. He knew how attached Anakin is to his clones and was like, hey, let's have this guy kill a bunch of Annie's clones. And when he comes back, he'll be evil. I don't know. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I actually I mean, I think that is probably the interpretation that if you asked Dave Filoni, the it would be like close to what he'd say if he told you anything. I'm going to say complete coincidence. I don't think Palpatine is involved with Krell at all. I, that's my sort of whole reading on Krell is he is such an egomaniac and like he's so far into his own like manipulations of the clones. But like that's sort of for me, what leads to the senselessness of Umbara yeah. is he doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. He didn't get to like go be the the next Sith and be the legend he he wanted to be on the dark side. He he was just a, he was just a sad dickhead playing games with his soldiers lives. I think it's possible that Palpatine, like, knew Krell was there, wanted to separate Anakin from uh, a 
from Rex, I guess. I don't think Palpatine cares about Rex personally, but Palpatine is always looking to separate Anakin from his from his close yeah. friends and allies. I mean, from, yeah, from Obi-Wan too. From Obi-Wan. Yeah, and that's that's true. It may have just been as simple as like, hey, let's get him away from Obi-Wan. Maybe Obi-Wan croaks. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't want to give Krell the respect to think he's part of Palpatine's plan. Mm-hmm. What a dickhead. There were two <laughs> um, things I want. Calvin's, Calvin's got me mad about Krell. <laughs> he's a yeah. jackass. Absolutely. Uh, I mean. I, it, gloriously animated waddle, little, though. Like, yeah. It's it it's always it's mesmerizing every time I watch these episodes. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that the two people of a species. What are they called? Yes, him and Dexter Jetster, exactly. the basilisks. Yeah, like, I love that. I love these the jacks only too. two that we see. And that's awesome. We see like two incredible extremes. He's like eight feet tall. He's got his Four lightsabers, arms, two his lightsabers, lightsabers are awesome, but they like fold up. It's it's I everything design wise was going so um, hard. Oh, and it's the new clone armor. I hit my mic. Uh, it's the, but it's the new clone armor, which is, uh, I'll tell you, Andy was debuted in Revenge of the Sith in 2005. So we're getting closer. Mm-hmm. This is the phase two armor. I prefer this design. I prefer this Rex design too. Um, his armor is so much sicker. Yeah. In universe, he was attached to his old armor. So when he got the upgrade, he cobbled it together. That's why his mask is still his uh, his visor is still the old style. It's why it's so like scuffed up and dirty is because he was attached to his old armor. I get possibly just sort of like a soldier's superstition for luck. So mm-hmm. he like his his armor is this hybrid That's design. Cool as fuck. I, I there was a really nice moment in these episodes where uh, when it was who was it was a hard case and Jesse or hard case and fives who are who are flying those two. Oh, when they yeah, nick them from the that, base initially. That was a really cute moment mm. of them just like flying around and yeah. laughing and like shooting shit was the smile. I, 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 I just think it would be so funny if some random Republic starfighters doing a patrol just see some lasers fly past them like, well, what the hell was that? And it's just hard case cackling wildly as he spins in circles. So that was really cute. I love that it's a good touch and capes like. Because often in Star Wars and in stories like this, everybody can just fly the ship they steal like really easily. Mm -hmm. And this was sort of a a good like, well, I've never I don't know how to drive this type of car. Basically, it's like it's the whole everything looks different. So I love that even in their like grand cavalry moment, they nearly crash. Mm -hmm. They can't hit anything. They probably burn down half the forest and they're just laughing like maniacs. Um, Good clone. Good clone moment. Okay, now we're going to go back to talking about sad things. The thing about the clones is that their whole sort of quandary, I don't know, they're, they're, the whole thing with them is that they are, they kind of have like this identity crisis constantly of like, who am I? Am I a clone? Am I a person? What is individuality when you are a clone? And this was a group of eps- episodes that, I mean, really challenged the the idea of like what a clone should and shouldn't be what a clone is and isn't because Krell was very insistent on these are just fake people. These are not people. They're cogs, cogs in the machine. machine. Yes, CT, so blah, that, blah, that's blah, what blah. I was going to bring up. So, so he did so many things to strip them of their identity, not calling them by their name, calling them by their number, which was super like Holocausty. <laughs> um, mm. And then also, wait, Okay, wait. Okay, I'm fine. I'm going to keep talking now. But even just the way that he says things, he'll say like, oh, that was smart. For a clone, I'm surprised you figured it out. For a clone, constantly <laughs> um, belittling them. And obviously he's an asshole, but it's more than that. It's also just like they are not people. They He doesn't view them as as 
not only like sentient beings, but any sort of creature that is different from one another, you know, like chickens or something. I don't know. I don't see one chicken different from the next. And that's how Krell sees clones. I'm sorry. I don't hate chickens, though. I wouldn't make them kill each other. Well, they do. Of their own accord, not because I made them. (laughs) But yeah, so not a fan, but I was a fan of the clones constantly being like, "Uh, we are going to reassure our identities. I feel like they call each other's names a lot in this. So I so I did have a, a bit of a response to what Andy was saying. And so I watched Pirates of the Caribbean, the third one recently, and there's a bit where Kira Knightley, uh, who is awesome, is trying to rally the troops at the end for the big ship battle. And some pirate says, like, I, I, I'm not dying for for this. And she goes, OK, then what shall we die for? And it begins her big speech. And that's sort of what that I was thinking of in the the contrast between Hardcase's death on the ship and then the clones killing each other in Carnage of Krell. When Hardcase goes up and Fives and Jesse go on the mission, they're doing it to win the battle, but also they're doing it like so that so that their friends don't die. They're they're trying not to get all the clones killed. They've they've chosen their loyalty in contrast to Dogma, who is still following every order. Krell Krell may not be right, but he is our commanding officer and, mm-hmm. and therefore we have to do what he says. And Jesse Hardcase and Fives, who eventually represent all of the clones except Dogma in the execution scene where they drop their guns, they've chosen their brothers. That is what the that is what it means to be a clone to them, to the 501st. Like that's what it means. And so Hardcase, because we're you're this is all sort of a senseless arc, but but Hardcase's death isn't like just to win the battle. He isn't a sacrifice play because out of loyalty to the Republic, he is saving yeah. his brothers. And then it's super fucked up when Krell makes them yep. kill each other at, right after they've sort of thrown down this mission statement about they are going to Fives and Jesse will get court-martialed and die in order to protect their brothers. And then once the clones don't execute them for asserting their right as people, Krell does the most dehumanizing thing possible. There's bits of this episode, like the lines that I have memorized. I can probably do Rex's whole we're shooting at our own men speech uh, from the amount of times Mm -hmm. I've seen this episode. Every time I watch it, I'm like, I'm waiting for blind deliveries and musical beats in that scene in particular. And it is like it's I'm hard pressed to think of if the series will ever get this fucked up again of its own accord. I just think that I've decided I don't care about Anakin or Ahsoka or Padme or anyone else. <laughs> I literally. You started this episode talking I, about how much you love Anakin. He, he gets sent home for four episodes and you forget about your listen, boy. Listen. And last week you were saying you only wanted the thing to be listen, about Ahsoka. I, I still love it. <laughs> so what we're hearing is Andy has a. Terminally short, <laughs> short-term memory. But they are a, a Gemini, okay. so better a Gemini but, um, than a Jedi. <laughs> Speaking as another I, Gemini, I just can't. Why? Why is all of Star Wars not about the clones? Hmm? Why? All right. So this may be the peak of clone episodes that they do, but I, I promise you, they will eventually follow up on the stuff I that's introduced so. here. The clones I remain also important. Would like everyone yeah. to know that there should be. Like five movies about the clones, and that's it. <laughs> that's what everyone should take away from this. No, well, they got to be in the title Maybe. of one movie. Um, isn't there's yeah. there's that other show though? So we've got more clone content. Yes, uh, I promise you, animated Star Wars loves love, them some, love clones. Me some yeah. clones. Yeah. 
I'm going to get a poster of Rex for my room. I'm not even joking. No, I mean, my my one cat is named Ahsoka. I want to get another gray male cat and name him Rex. I have a I have a Rex, some art, uh, some fan art that I got from Russia, but I can't tell you what it is because it's I want to get like Rex X Cody art. (laughs) That 100 percent exists. I also want to get art of the wolf pack leader. Yeah, clone. I will say this. I, I haven't I'm more of an expert in terms of like my perspective on the online fandom from like back in the day. Mm-hmm. The clone fandom, though, has always been interesting. It's very shippy. It's very interesting. And they love there was these old uh, books by a very problematic author who made a lot of clone culture linked to the old version of the Mandalorians. Um, and that still comes by even in the the like fan art and stuff about the clones in the new canon. And I always find it really out of place, but they love it. It's 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 fun, though. Uh, there's a lot of good clone art there out there. If you uh, if you I'm are looking. looking, although, again, yeah, don't, don't, don't I don't think oh, you can. Oh. Can you guys Spoiler. look look at it? Because <laughs> I, I, yes, I will find you some good clone art. But because I mean, I, I don't think I have to tell you that the clones will continue to remain plot relevant in the war and show yeah, named after them. That makes them. sense, actually. But uh, before before we wrap up, I do think it's all important to mention the end of the, the series. <laughs> the end of the of series, the, uh, the Clone Wars. <laughs> well, as the last that's line also, is, this sorry, is the end. What, yeah, let's talk about the yeah. end of the episodes. So, but the. But so when it ends, they've won. They even get like a smidge of the victory music. And then it's just Rex Rex sort of reckoning with what has happened. And I think that this is the sort of this is the next point on the Rex evolution timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, we started with like the the loyal soldier. We got sort of halfway here with the deserter. And now this is sort of a Rex who, while he's still going to fight, is like really having some deep doubt about the not like not Anakin, not Ahsoka, not who he's fighting with, but what they're fighting for and whether it will come to mean anything in the end, Mm -hmm. because like Umbara is now essentially going to be occupied by the Republic. They wanted to leave. They're occupied and many of their people have been killed. Like it's just it's not a good outcome for anyone. And even it's it's such an interesting contrast to the earlier clone wars battles where it was you defeat the battle droids they're gone the populace of the planet thanks you you get the hero music (laughs) but like yeah exactly but this one even though it ends with the traditional fanfare is like leaving you thinking about the horrors of war and the morality of like what has gone on and like uh, it we haven't even talked about this rex Rex led yeah. a mutiny. Yeah. Like we're Krell's a dickhead, but Rex it was the was the commanding officer of a mutiny against his superior officer, which ended in his superior officer being unlawfully executed. I know, I can't is that is there not gonna be I feel like the next episode should be like the trial, right? Like that feels weird for them to just it's be not, like, no, all right, no. and then we keep like what do I think if Clone Wars was a different series, they would have done it, but they're uh, even as they go into the uh, story arc format, they heavily they will never abandon the episodic. So it's on to the yeah. next adventure. Even as story threads will continue to show up, it's God it's on damn. to the next. I do want to ask you as the newbie viewer, do you think Rex would have shot him? Mm. Yes. What do you think, Calvin? I think so. 
Yeah, I, I I think it takes him a little bit more to get there, but I think he was going to get there in the end. Yeah, I mean, and I do think it was talking. Yeah, Krell. And <laughs> I do like that Krell had sort of he thought he had won against Rex, immediately started pontificating and then got shot mid sentence by Dogma. Yeah. He was like starting to do his Krell thing. And it. I remember it like genuinely surprised me. As a kid or as a as, at this point, I'm a youth. I'm like uh, I was a teenager <laughs> watching this. And even though there are bits of Carnage Krell, it's probably my least favorite episode out of the the bunch, even though there are like parts of it that I really love. I am with Andy and that I find the sort of full dark Jedi wants wannabe Sith resolution a little bit flat. Mm-hmm. But like that genuinely shocked both yeah. execution oh bits nearly shot or shocked me. I thought they shot. I thought they shot him the first Just time. Seeing the clones like yeah. line up in that firing squad. I was like, I'm going to fucking throw up. <laughs> I was like, this sucks so <laughs> bad. Oh, my God. Also, I'm fairly sure. I think Jesse ducks. One shot would have killed him. I know they everyone intentionally missed except one. I'm pretty sure. And I, I don't know if that is really intentional on the part of the animators, but there is a shot where Jesse's head, like a, a hole in the wall where Jesse's head was. Dogma. I didn't think I thought Dogma gave the order. I thought he was sort of like the one who said ready, aim, fire. Uh, I didn't think he was I in the lineup. Oh. Maybe not. Hey, rewatch the uh, well, episode. I'd have to double check, but I keep thinking about Krell <laughs> as like, you know, the order giving for killing of clones. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's and it's such a I don't know, it's such a good twist at the end of this, the uh, space battle episode where it's like, ah, oh, they won. Maybe he'll finally see he's finally he was getting there to accepting like that Rex was clever. Maybe he'll finally acknowledge that the clones can do good things. Nope. Lock him up and kill him. See yep. you next yep. week. <laughs> so brutal week to week watching. Yeah. I mean, ne- next week is uh, it, this was a month of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine yeah. not immediately knowing what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, not next week because we are actually going to be starting releasing every two weeks now because we are all adults with lives and doing a podcast and adulting a challenge is a little bit. Eh, so, but also yeah. this sort of fits for the evolution of Clone Wars. Yeah. It allows us to get more in depth on the episodes. And I think and the quality the stories, yes, as the quality of the series goes up. So too, hopefully will the quality Yay. of the podcast. Yeah. All right. Um, so next time on First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, we do the three part Slaves of Cadavo arc with season four, episode 11, Kidnapped, episode 12, Slaves of the Republic, and episode 13, Escape from Cadavo. We do have a small one shot after that, A Friend in Need. And then. We- oh, I like that one. I forgot. Yeah. But it is a one shot. It is. Uh, yeah, I, I, I always forget it's there, even though I, I really like that episode. But it's a good one shot, though. We like it. Um, It's not Shadow Warrior. Yeah. Lord, no. Um, Oh, actually, a good Ahsoka moment in that, I think. And then we get the Deception arc, which is one of my personal favorites. Oh, uh, God, I always forget about this. I love this arc. It's oh, awesome. Andy's going to have some wild shit to talk about. Deception, Friends and Enemies, The Box, and Crisis on Naboo. Naboo so, again? It's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seriously. It makes, it makes way more sense Sexy. why they're there. We say, we say once again about a different episode. It's not <laughs> Shadow Warrior. Yeah. All right. So Thanks until next listening. time. May the force Swag. be with you. You've taken your first step into a larger world. The force will be with you. Always.
Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin, Andy, and Wyatt. 